This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Howdy. Happy Mother's Day, belated of course, to all the moms and hey now to all the mummies. What's going on? It's... <laughs> We have just a shit ton of stuff to do today. And and did you have a good Mother's Day before yeah, we moved on? Yeah, it was good. On? Yeah, it was great. I, I was happy to have some good weather, so I got outside for it. I just really wanted to go um, see the waterfalls in Dundas. We did that like years ago, my husband and I, so we brought the kids. I didn't even know there was a waterfall yeah. in Dundas. There's multiple. Where did you find that? There's multiple. I, I do people know about it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But just so you guys know, you should definitely check it out. There's Webster's Falls. I want to say Taves, but maybe it's Two's Falls. I don't know, but that, that it's beautiful. There's uh, there's more than that, too. There's a few uh, little kind of hidden treasures. In, again, it's Dundas, Ontario. I know. So you don't have to go as far as Niagara Falls if you want to see some falls. These are a little smaller, but... Man, they're they're kind of like uh, they're they're gorgeous. Anyway, they're gorgeous. They're kind of tucked away, and there's a trail as well. So if you like a nice hike with some nice surroundings, I definitely recommend it. Waterfalls are very misleading because when when you hear, "Hey, we're going to go and look at the waterfall," maybe it's Niagara Falls, maybe it's one of those ones that nobody knew about in Dundas until Cat posted them on Instagram this weekend. Maybe it's any of them, but you get there and it's like, "Oh my God, that water's falling." All right, let's go. <laughs> You're not wrong. And you know what's funny about that? The people who were uninterested in the trail, you could tell who they were. Because there's two lookouts. There's a lookout, and it's either spot's great. But there's a taller lookout, and then there's the lookout when you come into the main trail to see the biggest waterfall there is, right? It's right at the beginning of the trail. So those who are like hikers that are there for the hike... And the cliffs and, you know, beautiful. You can see all of Hamilton from one side of it, basically, right? So you can see the entire city. There's a lookout to, to look at the city. And then there's waterfall. Fine. You could tell the people that were there just to, like, put shit on the gram and leave. They, they would come up to the lookout. And that's exactly what they did. They were like, should we walk? Or they're like, nah. No, this is good. Well, I guess it's going to keep falling now. And uh, we'll go. <laughs> like, it, it, it was hilarious because we commented on that exact thing. Yeah, it's uh, hey, good on you. I'm glad you went and got some nature and and showed your 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 daughters a beautiful part of Ontario that many people have never seen. Good on you. It's just not my thing. Even with the falls, though, I'll go and I'll look at the falls and be like, oh yeah, yeah, it's still falling. Right. Let's go to the casino. <laughs> yeah, there's other stuff to do. I'm with you there because if you take people to Niagara Falls, everybody's been there, right? I think so. We have tourists who come and their family members or whatever they're from all over the place. They want to see Niagara Falls, and you get it. And they're standing there really like, wow, and on. You've seen it 50 times already. And you're just like, yeah, how long is it? Can I go get a beer and come back and I'll meet you here? And they want to do the maid of the mist and the whole thing. But hey, we're lucky we have so many beautiful spots. I definitely encourage you to explore this great province we live in. It's amazing because during the weekend, it felt like it was flying by. But yet here now, as we sit on a Monday morning, Friday seems so long ago. Forever ago, absolutely. Matea Roach is out on Jeopardy. Mm. These two mayors gave their names to a facility built on the site of an old racetrack 
owned by Coca-Cola magnate Asa Candler. We come now to Danielle Maurer, who was in second place with 11,400. What was her response? Who are Hartsfield and Jackson? Yes, the namesakes of the Atlanta airport. Let's see what your wager was. $4,200, you have 15,600, and you're in second place. We come to Matea Roach, 23-game champion, $19,200 going into final. Did she know it was Hartsfield-Jackson? Absolutely not. <laughs> Who are Churchill and Downs, IDK? It's all going to depend on the wager. Did you wager more than $3,600? $3,601. You finish with $15,599. Danielle Maurer with $15,600. You are a new Jeopardy champion. Maybe she wanted to end at 23 because she's 23. Maybe. <laughs> That's possible, but she didn't want the money. Yeah, no, nah, she didn't care. Let me float a conspiracy theory out here. I think she wanted to be done. She lost by one dollar. No. She knew she didn't know the right answer, and she still put out a bet where she lost by a buck. What would she possibly? Why would she possibly want to stop? Why? Because she gets her life back. Life back. She's going to be in the tournament of champs. Yeah, and that's another She'll thing. She great. gets to play again. So, yeah, yeah, maybe 23 nights was I just think, enough. As Canadians sometimes, uh, and I know this from being a sports fan, too many of our great teams that go nowhere, we find excuses, don't we? And in this particular case, I think that people are searching for an excuse, but the truth is she just didn't know it, and she tried, I guess. You don't find but it weird was. that after 23 nights she lost by $1? Well, that dollar would have helped her win, though, potentially. She didn't know? You didn't know the question in advance? No, if but she knew she didn't know the answer. Oh, no, you make no, 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 no. You, no, you know the subject. You know the question. You know the subject. Well, maybe she wasn't confident uh, in the da, 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 subject. Da, da. I think you're making excuses for her, but I think that she did great, and I think she'll do well in the Tournament of Champs. I agree. There's a number of things that we're going to play for you in this episode of After Nine, and this next one, well, well, well. Ontario Liberal leader Stephen Del Duca was uh, out on the campaign trail this weekend, and he made an announcement that I really, really, really thought he was going to be smart enough to avoid. He brought this up months and months and months ago, and everybody shot him down. Even the NDP isn't promising what Steve here is. Listen to this. It was a promise to mandate any kid going to school in Ontario has to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Okay. <clears throat> He's bringing back the Vax passports for school. He was asked about it by one of the reporters. Yeah, hi. Um, you, you say you require um, uh, children uh, to have compulsory COVID-19 vaccines, um, but your release note says that there is a statement of conscience exemption. There is. Could you just expand on that? Does that mean that parents mean could would have the option to opt out? And would you consider tightening that up and also have you canvassed parents views on this before presenting this policy so i'll answer the second part first yes i have i've, I've over the last uh, two years during covid i've had the chance most of it obviously doing a virtual touring or virtual meetings because of the restrictions uh, that were in place uh, but i've had the chance to talk to in person and virtually uh, hundreds if not now thousands of moms and dads who have been exceptionally concerned and deeply discouraged by the way that they've seen the Ford Conservatives underfund, undermine, and disrespect public education. Um, I've also had the chance, through six or seven different, uh, these have all been virtual, stakeholder or education <laughs> partner. Uh, he so is so paranoid about getting caught. Like, oh, fuck, I actually talked to somebody in person. 
Just say it. Just fucking say it. Yeah, I met with people. Or you're probably lying anyway. I really don't believe you that you met with thousands of people who all came to you with their concerns about Doug. I I don't believe it. Zoom calls to be able to hear from, I'll call it the ecosystem that we have in publicly funded education in this province. Principals, councils, school boards, uh, teachers, federations, um, uh, early child, uh, early child care and sorry, early learning and child care advocates. Uh, We've had the chance to have many conversations about everything that touches on public education. And let me just say, from parents and their representatives to those who work in public education, the the message has been clear. What they are fed up with is a government at Queen's Park that dictates from on high. And by the way, during COVID, normally dictates from on high late on a Friday afternoon when no one has time to be ready for what's coming next. That whipsaw back and forth, that complete chaos that we've seen from the Ford Conservatives in education in particular for the last two years, has got to stop. And by the way, the reason there's been so much chaos is, yes, they underfund, undermine, and disrespect education. It's what conservatives do. Again, the question was about COVID yeah, and I'm mandates. Sorry. And he is still, he is still <sighs> sidetracked. This guy is a real fucking piece of work. Uh, he is actually getting to the answer here. Okay. <laughs> but it's also that they have no plan. There is no coherent plan that comes from the Ford conservatives on anything. By the way, they just released a budget a few days ago. There's no plan in that budget. So we have a plan. It is comprehensive. Yes, I've spoken with parents. And on the issues relating to potential exemptions, we would treat the COVID-19 vaccine by putting it into the legislation known as ISPA, exactly the way the other nine universal vaccines are treated on that roster, which is that, yes, there are ways for parents, either for purposes of conscience or reasons of conscience or medical exemptions to seek those. But it would be treated no differently for uh, no differently than, for example, the vaccine for polio or whooping cough or the others that are on that list, that roster of nine already. Um, I want to know the subject. Um, <laughs> uh, what the fuck did you just say? What, what are you talking what? about, Steve? What the fuck are you talking hate, about? This is why I hate, I hate this. I hate this time of year leading up to an election. Why do they always got to like tap dance around shit? Just answer questions. Someone asks you, I know what you want. You want sound bites of the stuff you really want to have heard. Heard. You want those little bits and pieces and all that horse shit that he was saying for like three minutes. Nobody fucking asked you to say those things. But here we are. Nobody asked you any questions relating to that. But here we are. And they go blah. And they all do it. But blah, 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 blah. Answer the fucking question. Answer the fucking question, man. So is he really going to be that guy? And, and it does sound, by the way, like this plan is just full of holes. If you're one of the COVID zero folks and, and you actually heard that that Steve was going to mandate the vaccines for kids and thought, oh, good, this is great news. Mm -hmm. No, it's full of holes. People can have a, uh, they can opt out, basically. I have an objection. And they don't even need to get a doctor's note for it. They can just register a a conscience objection and they don't have to get it. Everybody's going to be, every other person at minimum will be doing that anyway. If that guy, it's not going to happen for him anyway. It's not going to happen. But this is a good opportunity. I feel like this is a good opportunity because we can finally, thanks to Steve Del Duca, have the conversation that Justin doesn't want to have, the conversation that Andrea doesn't want to have, the conversation that none of those people want to have. Why on earth would you mandate parents to do something for their kids that they don't want to do? It's perfectly obvious when you look at how little Mm -hmm. the vaccine numbers are. For kids in particular, and I mean especially the young kids, the 5 to 11-year-old cohort, I think it is, when you look at the numbers there, the vax rate is not good because parents have looked around 
they figured out what they need to figure out for them to make a choice. <clears throat> Sorry, I guess I lost my voice on the weekend. And, <laughs> and they've decided no. They've decided either no or not right now. Okay. This is a vaccine that doesn't stop you from catching it. It doesn't stop you from going to the hospital. It doesn't stop you from spreading it. It doesn't make sense to mandate it for schools. And he's saying he's going to mandate it, but he's going to allow people to opt out. So frankly, that's the most toothless, gutless thing I think I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. What are you doing, you asshole? And I was actually high or happy with the guy. We talked about it on Friday. I thought it was great that he was going to bring back OAC. And I know that that's not a popular opinion for everybody, but I think it's a good option. And then he goes out and does this for no good reason. And it's just like... Oh, fuck. We were actually getting some momentum. We better derail that train right now. The touchiest subject of all, too. Well, somebody, now that Steve has put it out there, you responsible journalists that follow around the leaders, now you have an excuse and now you have an obligation. Ask him. Ask him what's going to happen. Why did nobody ask him if you are premier and the chief medical officer isn't recommending that you make that mandatory, Mm -hmm. you would not listen to the chief medical officer and do it anyway? Because that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Dr. Moore has already said, right now it's not necessary. And he's saying he's doing it anyway. He's made the decision in May for what's going to happen in September, regardless of what the situation on the ground is. He's not going to take the advice of the chief medical officer. He's not following science. He's looking to score any type of traction he can possibly get on a dumb idea. Please keep in mind, even the NDP isn't promising this because we don't know what September is going to look like. For him to do this now is just nothing but political grandstanding. And frankly, it just goes to show the guy is... It's just amateur hour at the Ontario Liberal Party right now. It really seems to be. There there was no good excuse to do that unless the whole strategy is coming down from Ottawa. uh, Deep six Del Duca there. Let Ford win another term because Ford and Justin are buddies. Oh, maybe that is the strategy, actually. That wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, Yesterday, the prime minister, though, did show up in Ukraine. Out of nowhere. That was surprising. Yeah, that was a surprise for a lot of people, showing his support. Yeah. Did he go because all the other leaders went or did he go because he actually had business to do in Ukraine? And I don't have a problem. I'm not shitting on him for going. I think it's great leadership. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it shows. I mean, it's really important to show where you stand. I don't think it's not that a lot of people are like, we're not standing with the Ukraine. <laughs> no one's doing that. But I think it is important to show face if you can manage it. And he did. And that's great. Is he still there, by the way, or was he there and then it was like a quick stop he was out of there? Uh, he went in. Well, the whole point of this, and, and this is another problem with going to Ukraine right now, is the media over there, they have no chill. If you're there, if they can see, oh, my God, the prime minister of Canada is here in Ukraine. Tweet it out. The whole thing was supposed to be a secret. He was supposed to have gone in, done his thing, take the photos and get out before it even leaks that he's there. He'd already be gone again. Uh, gotcha. You don't want to. Ukraine's at war. I think Justin knows that. I would certainly think the Parliamentary Protective Service knows that. And it, it, you don't really want Russia or any of the it Russian to forces known. to know that Trudeau is there. Especially specifically where you are in yes, Ukraine, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the problem here is, is that it didn't get kept a secret. And it wasn't on our end. It was the Ukrainian media that reported it. So that creates a bit of a dangerous situation. But you've likely heard. And maybe you yourself have this policy, everyone, that the president and the vice president don't travel together. In this case, Trudeau went over there with Christian Freeland. So you've got the prime minister and the deputy prime minister 
flying into a war zone for face-to-face meetings. And, and don't get me wrong. I think it's great that they went good on him. It was kind of expected that they would go at some point. Nobody knew when, but he did go, and that's good. But guys, you don't put the PM and the deputy PM mm-hmm. in the same place. And I don't care if it's Kiev or if it's in Winnipeg. They should never be in the same place at the same time because if, God forbid, something happens, you have to preserve the integrity and continuity of government. We want to take two planes. It's very expensive right now. <laughs> he takes planes all over the fucking place. Even if they weren't on the same plane, they were in the same place. You can't have that. Oh, and he also took Melanie Jolie, the foreign affairs minister. Uh, Melanie travels an awful lot with the prime minister lately. Have you noticed that? It's an interesting thing to watch. It's quite the dynamic there for Melanie Jolie and the prime minister. In any case, he, he did go. Probably not the best thought out plan we've ever had, but good on him for going. Um, <laughs> did you see this study that says we should stop eating uh, anything after dark? Yeah, I did. And I, right away, it reminded me of, OK, like an intermittent fasting kind of deal, because there are apparently a lot of health benefits to that. That's what it reminded me of. Intermittent fasting helped me lose a lot of weight. Yeah, it, it really does help. Yeah, it does help. That and black coffee. Few people have told me that I tried it out. And sure enough, it works. Um, here's the story. New study finds that you can add years to your life. By only eating during daylight hours. Researchers tested this on mice. Their longevity increased by 35% when they ate within the body clock's daily rhythms. And they say it has nothing to do with sunlight. Mice are nocturnal. They don't care. The idea is that humans should restrict their eating to their most active hours, which is usually midday. Especially for senior citizens who tend to get up early and go to bed early they should be eating during the daylight hours only. <laughs> Which is kind of a very natural evolution for seniors anyway. Isn't it? It's like they eat at 4 o'clock. Isn't that the stereotype? 4 or 5 o'clock, it's like latest is dinner. Yeah. And then, oh, Jeopardy's on. Better go brush my teeth and head to bed. <laughs> Come get my jammies on. <laughs> well, that's how it works. Sure. And, hey, I'd love to add years to my life. And if I can do that by changing my diet, I'm willing to hear it out. Changing to only eating during the day is a major lifestyle change for a lot of people. How many of us snack? Yeah. And that happens at night. That's a good starting point, at least. At least we know now the next step would be how often can you get away with not doing it? Is it one of these ever then you're going to live years longer. And if you even slip up once or twice, because if that's the case, fuck that. I'm not taking part in that <laughs> because you know, there's going to be those occasions. Summer, for example, you know, when you're up later, maybe you've got more events happening and you get hungry. And there are people who religiously have their like bedtime snacks too. Like their whatever it is, their piece of toast or their cereal before bed. Or maybe it's a, maybe it's a guilty pleasure, like a chocolate chip cookie or something like that. But people have their go-to like late night snacks. It's a habit breaker. You have to break your habit completely. And it's pr- very difficult for a lot of people. But uh, hey, there's a lot of uh, studies. And I would definitely, if someone is interested in this, look up all the studies. Because there's, there's a bunch in terms of intermittent fasting and the benefits for health. This a- is the first longevity one I've heard of, though. I'm a snacker. You're a snacker? Like a late night snacker, you mean? Yeah. Just generally. Yeah, yeah. I'm a snacker, and late night is fine for me, but I mean, my late night is like between 8 and 9 p.m. Yeah, that is totally go, different, yeah. In fa- oh, 
actually, summertime, it will still be daylight hours at 9 p.m. So, hey, that's good fine. news. You'll Fucking be right. fine. It's, I think it's just a matter of trying to pick the sensible stuff, at least, if you're going to do that before bed, picking more sensible things. Nah. I don't know, but that's when the guilty pleasures hit, hit, really hit, isn't it? If, I, if, I want the ice cream. <laughs> give me a scoop of ice cream before yeah. bed. So, give me ice cream. Give me cookies. If if we had pizza for dinner and there's a couple slices left, I would actually rather go, eat go those in. two slices <laughs> than than hang on to the box in the fridge till right. tomorrow. Like I do that sort of shit. Yeah, I can't change my entire lifestyle based on that. What about those extra two slices of pizza? I can't waste them. They got to get eaten. Little things like that. I reason it out differently in my head. But years added to my life. Well, I mean, this is a study on, we need to remember, this is a study on mice. I hope that they continue to study it and maybe eventually we can do a human, it's an easy thing to do. It's not dangerous. I get a bunch of humans who are into that kind of thing anyway or or willing to try it and see what happens. The largest white diamond ever auctioned is going to go under the hammer in Geneva this week. Uh Uh-oh. Part of a sale by Christie's that features two stones weighing more than 200 carats each. The Rock is what they call it. (laughs) A 228.31 carat pear-shaped stone, roughly the size of a golf ball, is expected to go for $30 million. What do you do with that? I mean, do you just put it on if you're rich or you're a a jeweler who's going to buy it? Do you put it on display? Do you break it up? I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know a shit ton about diamonds and how you make that work, but do you attempt to break it up and make several different things? Or, oh, God, no, you never do that. You keep it in its in place. Like, what good is it for? Like, aside from the fact it's worth money, what are you going to do with it? What do you do with the actual diamond? The only thing you could really do with it is propose to J-Lo or Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I want to be weighed right down with my ring. They say often, this is the auction house, often with these large stones, they sacrifice some of the shape in order to keep the weight. But this is a perfectly symmetrical pear-shaped form, one of the rarest gems ever found or to be sold at auction. It was mined in South Africa in the early 2000s, worn by its former owner as a Cartier necklace. The previous auction record for a white diamond was one63 one six three point four one carat. This one is two hundred twenty eight point three one. Do you know, like I, I just don't care about diamonds. Really? Yeah. Like I just don't care. Good. Fuck I the don't diamonds. understand. Let's get over the fucking <laughs> just, diamonds. Hey, why do I, I have to buy it. a diamond if I'd like to ask you to marry me? Yeah, well, it's stupid. And more and more people, I mean, I think you'll probably notice, are really onto that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be a diamond. What do you like? Maybe you like opals. Maybe you like pearls. There's all kinds of different beautiful gems that are available on this planet that are worth, yes, way less money. But I think that that's okay. I just don't, I'm not one of those people. I'll admit it. Like, I don't care. I could walk past like a a, a, a diamond center. And if we ever have someone who sponsors it, I'll, I'll pretend I really love them. But when I walk past a, a <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care if it's genuine. I don't care where it came from. I like nice jewelry. I like jewelry for sure, but I don't. I prefer like a shit ton of costume jewelry and things like that over the real deal. I just I'm too afraid I'm going to break it. I have to worry about keeping it safe. Like I don't. Frankly, I don't give a shit. The world needs more women like you, Cat. I would like to normalize not using diamonds for everything. Everybody and, and I don't know. Is it just good marketing or is it tradition? Why is that? Mm, both that, maybe. Okay, so if your girlfriend comes over to you and is like. I got engaged. Check out the ring. Most people are going to be like, huh, 
if it's not a diamond. If he proposes with a, I don't know, a sapphire or a ruby or an emerald. Oh, oh, is there any diamonds in it? That's the discussion. Everything always comes back to fucking diamonds. A tennis bracelet? It's got diamonds. All right. Well, it could have any number of things. I don't know why it matters that it's diamonds. They're certainly not the best gem going. They're just extremely traditional and well-marketed. Fuck the diamonds. Let's move on to better stones that are a lot cheaper. I just, I, 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 but this is, and this is the thing is just ask yourself. Because it was almost like at a certain point in my life where I just had to ask my, and maybe it was that, those moments in my 20s when all my girlfriends were getting engaged and they, show me the ring. I never cared to see the ring. Like, I've got a ring, it's a beautiful ring, and I'm, I'm happy with it, but I never went out of my way to show it off either. I just, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I just don't care. But you got to ask yourself, do you care? Maybe there's people who truly do. Like, oh, no, it needs to be genuine. I get it checked. I get it, you know, I have my, fine, if that's really what you're into. But ask yourself, are you just doing it because it is so heavily marketed? Do you actually give a shit about diamonds? The answer for me was no. I think we should change the whole proposal process and engagement process to watches. You know, and here's a Rolex. Marry <laughs> At me. At least you can do something here's with it. Here's a Rolex. <laughs> Tell the time. It's practical. <laughs> There's a lot of things you could do. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Workers at the Nespresso plant in Switzerland found a half ton of cocaine when they were unpacking some (laughs) containers the other day. (laughs) That's a find. It's worth $50 million. Five zero million bucks. The discovery was made at the Nestle factory in Romont in western Switzerland on Monday night. The police announced it on Thursday. Staffers were unloading bags of coffee beans that had just arrived in five shipping containers from Brazil. Oh, Brazil. When they spotted the unidentified white substance. Huh. The coffee beans are white. Hmm. Oh, wait, that's not coffee. Let me smell that. See what that is. Cops were called out to perform some tests on the powder, and they confirmed it was 80% pure cocaine. Police say the drugs were estimated to be worth 50 million Swiss francs. That's just over 50 million U.S. The quote, the substance did not come into contact with any of our products or production equipment used to make our products, says a Nespresso Mm. spokesperson. Cops said the cocaine was likely intended for distribution in Europe. So can I say that's not something to brag about, Nespresso? You tell me. We're a little afraid some of it got in there. And I'm going to go out and buy that shit like it's uh, <laughs> like it's going out of style. Just in well, case I happen to get the Nespresso that's loaded with Coke. Well, these were specific shipping containers. And if you know the size of a shipping container, you know, if it was actually kept separated, it's likely that it's fine. But it's very narcos, right? It's very narcos, this story. You know that there's someone in Brazil, some kind of head honcho who's fucking livid right now. Losing it. Someone's, someone's getting their head chopped off. If not multiple people are getting their head chopped off over this right here. But I'm wondering as the employee of, let's say, Nespresso, I'm not even sure who the employee is or if they contract that out, right? Who takes it from the shipping containers and brings it to, you know, get transported to the facilities. I don't know. But let's say you're an employee of of Nespresso. You run into that much Coke 
probably realized this is probably Coke because you put two and two together. It came from a shipping container from Brazil. Someone tried to like sneak it thinking nobody would know. First of all, I'm wondering if it's an inside job. You have to be Could very, be an inside job. You have to be very particular with that. It's someone who knows who knows exactly where it's going to end up. Probably had someone that was set to grab the shipping container. Maybe the shipping container came earlier than planned. Like, see, it's very narrow. Like, I I watch this kind of shit, so I'm into this kind of shit. But some someone's for sure fucking dead over this. A minimum one person, if not like a whole slew of them. Honestly, this is brilliant. First off, play the odds. What are the odds that a coffee shipment from a coffee-growing region that's going right to the Nestle factory in Nespresso is going to get flagged for search? I imagine those things probably go through there all the time and don't get searched. Do these things get sniffed out by the drug-sniffing dogs? Probably. But they buried it in coffee to cover up the smell. And that's that would, key. That would really yeah. throw the dogs off. This is brilliant. It was obviously a well-planned and orchestrated thing. I'm hoping somebody is making notes for a screenplay here because I'd like to watch the movie eventually. Well, I think that they would have got away with it, Scott. But the key is they noticed a white substance, which means it was not packed properly in those fake coffee grind or bean package- packages. So that's where they went wrong is some they need to work on their packaging for shit like that. Clearly. So at least they know what the issue is before they confiscated the 50 million dollars in Coke. Could you imagine it leaked into the coffee, though? That'd be hilarious. Well, and that's the thing. This coffee's really fucking good. I'm having a great day. I'll take five more cups. I can get so much done. This is going to be amazing. Cat, this woman was very happy. With her thrifty Facebook marketplace purchase, she bought herself a new couch. Before I carry on, where are you at with Facebook marketplace? Do you ever use it? You know, I've never used it. I um, shop on it all the time, but I've never sold anything on it. So you, bra- you, oh, you shop on it, but you don't sell. Okay. See, and I browsed it before when I've looked for things. I've been like, okay, I'll check. But I don't really, it's like a Kijiji to me where it's like, oh, you know, once you go down that road, you know, hey, this still for sale. And then, like, you never hear back or anything. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't bother venturing. But, uh, you know, occasionally I do browse it. This woman found a round sofa on Facebook Marketplace. And she says it was relatively cheap. She recently moved to a new apartment. And she was looking for a funky sofa to personalize her space. She says she was very impressed by the size. It looked and felt good. And she'd never seen a round couch before. She's sharing this video on her TikTok. Like, hey, look at this. Can you believe what a great deal I got on this couch? Then the comments started coming in. Some people suggested it was probably marked down for a reason. Others suggested you should clean that couch thoroughly before you use it. Couches are, uh, yeah. As it turns out, Kat, that couch was a swinger's couch, and it had been very well-loved by its previous owners. <laughs> One person wrote, I've seen these at all the swingers' clubs, and man, there are not a lot of clothed people on them. Another person says, the moment I saw that, I thought, that's the Austin Powers swinger couch. So she made up a follow-up video where she says, when you buy a couch on Facebook Marketplace, and TikTok lets you know it was once a swinger's couch. That Likely just a, a a laser light show if you've shone a black light on it. That's I was wondering. Did she do it? Did she do it? Oh, I think she's going to now. I don't think she intends to get rid of it, though. 
even though there's been countless strangers fucking on it. Did, I think she's going to keep it. Did she lift the like? Do you, did she lift the cushions at least and just check if there's any goodies that were left under there or something? What kind not of good goodies? goodies? Not good goodies, like bad goodies. Oh, bad goodies. Yeah, I, I don't know that she actually did. She now is pretty convinced that what she was getting as feedback from her followers on TikTok is pretty accurate. Yeah, it was a couch from a swinger club. No wonder it was so fucking cheap. But the problem is, there's not a lot of backstory that usually goes along with the furniture items that you purchase on Facebook Marketplace. Nope. I'm looking for things all the time, and if I find something, it would never occur to me. Tell me the history of this fire pit or these bar stools did we talk about or did i just see it the the people who bought a cat and it's again it's couches like this is why i would avoid couches i just can't who bought the couch lifted the cushions and there was like i want to vomit even talking about it there was like thousands of nail clippings underneath no isn't that fucking gross oh my god like they lifted it and and they didn't check it at the house bef- that they were purchasing it from right so they just oh this is good fine deal great and then they lift the cushions and there was just fucking fingernails and toenails as far as the eye could see. That's the one of the most disgusting so, things that, I can think So of. every time, so when you said Facebook Marketplace and couch, that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, Ugh! automatically, just, Bleh! I can't. Uh, burn it. Fucking burn it. <laughs> they had a marathon in Ohio the other day, and it made headlines because they had a six-year-old running in this marathon. Even though you have to be at least 18 years old to participate, the Crawford family completed the race with their six-year-old son. Some people are saying that's child abuse, that you let a six-year-old run 26 miles. Yeah. Um, do, I mean, did the kid like Obvious question, I guess, but did the kid like it? I mean, was, was the kid crying the whole time? Did the kid enjoy it? Do you want to hear from the kid? Yeah. Here's the kid. Some of the training was, like, hard. I falled sometimes. I didn't know if he was going to be able to do it. To watch his little body, it's pretty mind-blowing. Nothing we do is illegal. Nothing hurts anyone else. We really care about our kids' emotional and physical health. Um, that's a six-year-old that's clearly didn't just start running recently. You have to work up to it to run a marathon. I have to think that he's missing out on some kid stuff to train for this. And I'm wondering what your end game here is. Yeah. That isn't just a, a a healthy lifestyle. You taught a six-year-old how to run a marathon. Yeah, you know, and my first instinct on this one is I don't like it. That's quite young. If you told me it was a 12-year-old, I, my thoughts would be completely different. I'd think, oh, cool, probably like worked you know, his way up watching his parents train or something like that. And I understand how kids are. They want to do what mom and dad do when they see mom do something or dad do something and they have an interest in it. They want to join you. I know uh, people who do join their parents and they're very young, you know, who'll go for a jog or hike or whatever it is. But that is absolutely intense. You're right. A marathon is no joke. And six years old for their tiny bodies to do that. I mean, I have concerns. Me too. I certainly do. That seems really messed up. Uh, something I'm going to play for you because you had it during What's Trending this morning on our radio show. And fuck, was it ever funny. It's good, right? I actually don't think Pete Davidson's that funny. I mean, I've seen his stuff in the past and it's okay, but he never seemed like a, a real comedic genius. Oh, I think he's funny. Now I'm starting to rethink it. So he was filming for... Netflix? Netflix is a joke is uh, coming to Netflix eventually, but they're filming everything now. So you're going to see a lot of highlights. We already have. Netflix is kind of releasing snippets here and there. This is the same one that Dave Chappelle was doing when he got attacked. He was filming for Netflix as a joke. And Chris Rock as well. Amy Schumer. There's some snippets being released. And now Pete Davidson. I had an AIDS scare this year. (laughs) 
You're like, Pete, wow, what's going on in your life? Are you uh, sharing needles? Are you doing heroin? Are you having tons of unprotected sex? No, Kanye told me I had AIDS. <laughs> he actually brought up Kanye. That's good. And, uh, and he's, uh, he's a genius. So I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I better call my doctor. So I went to the doctor. I actually got checked because I was like, maybe he's right. I don't know. <laughs> So my doctor told me, I don't have AIDS. I just look like I have it. So it's a completely different thing. You know what's really funny about that? AIDS is just such an old school thing. To like, you have AIDS. It's like, it's just such a 90s, early 2000s thing to like. John Mulaney called me and he's like, AIDS, you should spread a rumor that he has polio. <laughs> Does anybody else secretly hope that like Kanye pulls like a Mrs. Doubtfire? I come home one day and they're like, this is the new housekeeper. And he's like, what's up, bam? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, right? That's so good. I can't believe the amount of stars that are doing this Netflix is a joke thing, too. It's great. I believe it's a uh, series premiere. I think it's in July, but I'll, I'll find out. I'll find out. But they're they're filming everything now. I mean, it he has every right to do whatever he wants and he takes the content that's given to him basically and uses it as a stand-up comedian. That's usually how stand-up comedy works, but you shouldn't have any problem addressing stuff. I mean, we all know it's the case. Kanye kind of started it, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's good. Why are so many celebrities going to the Kentucky Derby all of a sudden? Oh, photo ops, you know, Okay, but the uh, Kentucky promotion. Derby has been running for like 120 years, and, and it's just a horse race. And I get that it's a big horse race, but Hollywood never gave a shit about the, the Kentucky Derby. You might every now and again see, oh, there's a, a movie opening up. So George Clooney and Julia Roberts went to the Kentucky Derby to promote it. Okay, fine. But now they're actually going there and hanging out like it's an event. Like well, I mean, club. it is an event. It's yeah. a daytime club, basically, is what it's been turned into. Well, the race starts at 10 a.m. Yeah, I mean, Drake was loaded. <laughs> Fucking loaded. <laughs> he was drunk. Fucking loaded. He and uh, Jack Harlow. Well, Jack Harlow went, um, he wrote a song, called, and, and Drake's on it, too. It's called Churchill Down. So it made sense for him to be there, and he talked about... Uh, growing up and how it meant a lot to him. Uh, and then Drake showed up in the middle of the interview. It's great, guys. It's a great video if you want to go find it. But Drake showed up and he was tipsy and he admitted to being tipsy. And NBC was uh, interviewing the two of them and telling them when it was time to wrap it up, Drake's like, where are you going to fucking cut to? Like, we're right here. This is what you need. It's great. Man, we've been talking about it a lot the last couple of days. It just reminds me of like, you know, early moments, the same thing I did for a city that you know, at the time, really needed that um, that that energy lift, that recognition. You know, I, I'm I'm so proud of this guy, and um, and we're drunk. <laughs> you can't give the wrap it up signal. What are you gonna cut to? Like a, a, a shot of a shot of like poorly manicured grass. Here's something to help your dating life, whether you want something serious or just a fling. And this is from. Let me see if I can get the actual source on this. Fizz.org? It's actual medical. It sounds legit. Yeah, good, it, good. it likely is. Yeah, if it's got a .org, sure. I tend to believe it a little more than if it, <laughs> than it's a .com. Dr. Fizz. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Dr. Fizz. Researchers showed 1,000 college students a list of 40 different ways that you can flirt and asked which ones that were most effective. And it depends on two things. Whether you're looking for 
a fling mm-hmm. and whether you're um, dating or sorry, flirting with a male or a female. Okay. They say if you're trying to attract a woman, the number one thing you can do when flirting is make her laugh. Women mm-hmm. ranked it number one, whether the person hitting on them is looking for something serious or just a one night stand. Humor is also the way to go if you're trying to get attention and attract a serious boyfriend. But if you just want to fling, the best strategy is to tell him up front that that's what you want. And I'll go into the other ones in just a sec. But basically what this is saying is fling, you got to flirt. You want something long term, you got to be up front. And, and while that's all well and good, and I trust their, their study process, what I'm trying to figure out is how long until I can tell them I'm interested in something long-term. If I see a good-looking yeah. girl at the bar and I think, yeah, you know what? I'm going to turn my flirting game on. Start flirting. Ha, ha, ha. Maybe she wants to, to go upstairs and get a room. Okay, cool. Is that when I tell her I'd actually like something more long-term? Or do I tell her when we're still sitting there at the bar? Do we have to go out a few <laughs> times before I can tell her? I, I don't know at what point you do that. I guess you try to find the moment that's comfortable. That's why sometimes with online dating, for example, or those dating sites, I should say, because some of them are for fling, some of them are for dating, some of them are both. That's where it's good to be upfront. Like, I am looking for something long term. Put it right in your fucking bio. Hey, I'm looking for something long term. And then the, maybe it'll deter people from messaging if they know they're not. I'm not sure. I feel like that's probably just the best way to do it. Let's stop screwing around. Stop screwing around. Don't waste people's time. But stop there, wasting time. There are other people out there, though, that are looking for something long-term that don't want to waste their time on a fling or a hookup or something like that. Yeah. So you should just say it up front. And don't lie. Don't do the whole, yeah, just something casual when you want something long-term and you figure you can just wear them down and talk them into That's it. That's right. Or vice versa. Just, right? Like, I will turn you. <laughs> I will make you want something <laughs> long-term with me. Jesus. So... Here's how it breaks down. If you're looking for a girlfriend, they say, make her laugh, spend time with her, be interested in what she says. If you want to hook up, make her laugh, smile a lot, and be upfront about it. Oh, I've got to be upfront about the hookup too? You have to be upfront about the hookup, yeah. Oh, like... Am I actually going to say, hey, listen, I just kind of want to do this now, but I never want to see you again after this. So let's just go upstairs and do it, and then we'll be on our way. Yeah, I think something like that. Maybe not so obvious, but something like, uh, you know, I'm I'm just kind of having fun right now. Like something like that, just a general, like, just having fun. That's all I'm looking for. That's it. (laughs) If you want a boyfriend, they say, number one, make him laugh. Be interested in what he says and spend time with him. That's the three things that guys like when they're working up to the boyfriend status. If you just want to hook up or just want to fool around, number one thing you can do is tell him that you just want to hook up, kiss him, and rub up against him. (laughs) So don't rub up against... Him. Like he's a fucking chair <laughs> like you're a or cat a bar he, stool or a cat. One of those or, fucking cat posts. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna rub up against you. <laughs> well, there's something to like touchiness. I don't know if I would have said rub. Uh, <laughs> rub but, what against yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> but touchy, touchy, touchy is a is a thing. Like some people who are flirtatious will be like a little touchy. Maybe that could qualify as it. 
I mean, are we talking like just a little yeah, touch his arm when you're talking to him or or uh, grab his hand if you want him to follow you somewhere? That kind of stuff? Or are we like, i got to rub my titties against your back here. And- <laughs> no, my nose is itchy. Let me rub it against your chest. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show you I'm into it. Let's fuck. <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about cereal lately because was it Tropicana that put out that stupid suggestion that we should actually be eating cereal with juice instead of milk? And not even a suggestion. They created a cereal that goes with their juice. Like they really went all balls to the walls on that one. What we haven't talked about in all of this. I shouldn't even say all of this because I find the whole thing very asinine. But we could have cereal with milk. We could have cereal with juice. Some people get kind of clever and they'll use chocolate milk. Some people will use water. There's all kinds of different things that people will put on their cereal. This is the other one. And and I guess this is why we don't talk about it. One guy who loves cereal but doesn't like it wet. He only eats his cereal dry Mm -hmm. because he likes it crunchy and he feels that milk and everything else makes it too soggy. Ended up uh, in the hospital with a very serious injury. Turns out he was eating his cereal dry and a little too fast. He actually inhaled a piece as opposed to swallowing it. No. You can see how that would happen. I mean, you get some of those real dry cereals. Imagine eating those little fucking like bales of hay or shreddies (laughs) or something like that dry. (laughs) Someone put that down the hatch? Imagine that. Like just in general breathing, you're probably (laughs) likely to inhale some of it. (laughs) Just picture someone munching on a bar of it like a fucking cow. (laughs) I'm grain fed too. (laughs) So they inhaled a little piece of the cereal. They didn't realize right away that they'd inhaled it. They just coughed a little bit, and that was it. Apparently, he went through about 30 minutes of severe pain, but then it went away because his lung collapsed. He didn't find out that that had happened until his dad got an ear infection a week later and took him along to the ER. He told the doctor, as the doctor was dealing with the dad, yeah, yeah, I... I've been having a little trouble breathing lately. So they figured it out. They sent him to the hospital and they did some x-rays and they figured out he inhaled a piece of cereal and it was so bad it punctured and collapsed his lung. Fucking blew a hole in his lung? Like blew a... Yeah. Oh, wow. Guys, fucking be careful with that (laughs) breakfast shit. It's dangerous and you're just... Not taking it as seriously as it needs to be taken. It is a lot of cereal stuff in the news. Lucky Charms is fucking killing. Okay, not killing people. Lucky Charms is making people sick. <laughs> Allegedly. We got to be real careful with that because I don't know if they listen. And I mean, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of people That's sick, ass. but they're very resistant to calling a recall here. Yeah, very much so. What's the w- dumbest thing your dog has ever eaten where you thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's gotten into all kinds of things. Mainly, yeah, you know what? He does a lot. This time of year sucks for it, too. We get a lot of bunnies in the backyard. Uh, you know, we've got, like, green space behind us. Bunnies come up, and they shit everywhere, and then he eats the shit. So I think, like, Rabbit for, shit? He loves it. It might as well be chocolate balls. Like, he's fucking eating <laughs> that sh- I have to clean up bunny shit and dog shit when I clean my backyard. That's how much they shit on my property. There's tons of them. Okay, listen, I know that you're a nice person and you love animals, but at some point you've got to draw the line. Do you want to borrow one, like my 22 or no, something I like that? No, I don't want to shoot rabbits or even pretend to shoot rabbits. That like, scope it, is <laughs> dialed in. You can't miss. I want to buy that wolf piss or whatever. Can't you buy like wolf piss at like PV Mart and shit? You can buy, you I don't buy, know what wolf piss or PV Mart <laughs> is. What are you talking about? <laughs> you never heard 
PV Mart. <laughs> is that just a Kitchener thing? Anyway, there's what is PV Mart? It's like the T T um T. What's the other store? T uh whatever they sell like garden like supplies. They sell like outdoor supplies and shit. PV Mart's just like it. Oh. Yeah. And they sell wolf piss it's in what It's in St. Jacob's. They're, right? The PV Mart in St. Jacob's people help me out. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, you can buy, like, can't you buy, like, coyote piss and shit that's supposed to scare them away? Is it? <laughs> I'm just asking you. I don't know, but I think that you can. Yes, I think you can buy wolf or coyote piss or something like that, and it's supposed to deter some smaller creatures. Maybe even big creatures. I don't even know, but I've heard of it. So will a well-placed shot. I'm not going to shoot at bunnies. I'm not doing it. All you have to do is shoot one bunny, though, and the rest will figure out pretty quick. Oh, fuck. She's packing. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of They'll here. They'll go harass your neighbors. <laughs> and in, in case you're wondering, but you have a dog, doesn't he? No, Leo doesn't scare anyone. He'd play with the damn rabbits. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He wants to eat their shit. That's all he wants to do. And maybe bat them around if he ever got the chance. He's way too slow and he can't see at uh. all. So I, I swear, I'm, I'm going to have to look it up now, but I'm pretty sure it's like it's coyote piss. And I don't know who collects coyote piss. There's the question, though. Is how, do you, how do you get the coyote to piss right in that jug? Well, I mean, <laughs> when it's a cow, they have the machine to milk them. I, I don't know how you get the pee out of a coyote, though. Unless it's like a synthetic blend or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Coyote urine is a powerful uh, repellent in targeting pests' sense of smell. Most effective at deterring larger animals. Oh, it wouldn't even help. Deer, woodchucks, raccoons, skunks, foxes, rabbits, rabbits. There you go. Uh, and more. And you can actually, you can purchase them. Yes. See, you learned something today, didn't but you? But are you going to make your whole backyard smell like a zoo? Or what's going on? How, okay. how bad does that smell? I don't know if like we pick up the same sense of it. But here, let me show you the coyote pee set. See, you get a tub here. It even has sprayer. You spray it on kind of like you would spray your grass at the beginning of, of the season. Or my windows when I need to clean them. There's coyote pee hard. Oh, hard. What the fuck is that? Yeah, coyote piss, man. Everybody knows it. You buy coyote piss. You sounded very convincing in that. Yeah. <laughs> How much do you think a jug of coyote piss is? Ah, I imagine it's quite rare. It's, yeah, I, I'm going to say for like a spray bottle, like uh, like Windex, I, I'll say like probably 50 bucks, 40 bucks. Yeah, you're probably a bit right because a 64 ounce growler and they yes, they call it a growler <laughs> is, is 100 bucks. That's actually clever is, marketing. I think this is U.S. prices. But anyway, all right. Ah, we got totally yeah. offside here, didn't we? Yeah, And now we're out of time. I'll tell you quickly. <laughs> um, uh, a puppy. Uh, it's a boxer. His name is Ben was rushed to an emergency vet after. Ben swallowed a golf ball. Dog swallowing a golf ball, that would freak you out. What also freaked out the owner was the other 15 golf balls he swallowed after that one. Ben ate 16 golf balls. Like one, you would understand like maybe shit happens. You thought it was something else. It smelled nice or something and the dog ate it. Like, oh no, the dog ate it. This doesn't smell like coyote piss. I can eat this. But, But then... After the first ball, he's like, yeah, that was good. Let me try another one. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of golf balls. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they had to rush a little Ben there into an urgent surgery. Now, the veterinarian who performed the procedure says it's fairly routine, low-risk surgery. But the removal of that many golf balls is super unique. Huh. 16 is a lot, even for a boxer. The operation was a complete success. Ben is home, doing very well and gaining weight again. 
My question to you is, where the fuck were you that your dog ate 16 golf balls and you didn't notice until that point? I got into his garage, maybe, or (laughs) shed. That is something else. The dog is fine, and that's the reason I'm telling this story. But, hey, guys. Maybe head up a golf course, hit up around. The best thing you can do is lose them in the forest like respectable golfers and not leave them for your dog to eat laying around the house. Well, the dog likes the golf balls. So the first portion of training is complete. He could find the golf balls that you've lost. <laughs> However, you got to just train him to not swallow them. That's it. You know, boxers are a real weird breed. They're closer to a goat than they are a dog, I think. Like, they seem like the type that if you let them, they would eat like a tin can or something like that. Are you suggesting they're not smart? Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> there's a lot of do- there's dumb dogs. Dogs can be dumb. Dogs can be smart. I love the animals, and I didn't want to say that, but I think if there's a dumb friend that you've got in the dog world, it's probably a boxer. <laughs> it's always the boxer. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> there's a, probably some smart ones. Just cover our bases. Yeah, there's some smart ones. Anyone who's a listener that has a boxer, all of those are smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I go to the dog park every day, and there's a lot of boxers that I see. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of every breed there, and they're always the ones that are like chasing their own tail, and like they'll go chasing a ball and run right into the fence at the end of the yard and stuff like that. <laughs> and then there's like, mine that eats the bunny shit. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my dog. <laughs> All right, we're out of time. We got to go. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of After Nine. Now that Tropicana is trying to make pouring orange juice on cereal a thing, milk must not take that lying down. (laughs) Introducing the Milk Mosa. (laughs) Champagne with milk. When you need something to settle your stomach after a night of drinking. But also want to say, let's keep drinking. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced that Dolly Parton would be inducted this year along with Eminem, Lionel Richie, and Carly Simon, which begs the question, what is rock and roll? Police in Switzerland seized over half a ton of cocaine that was found hidden in coffee beans at an espresso plant. Yeah, then every coffee snob was like, real Italians grind their own cocaine? The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.